Hello. Hello. Oh, we can do it at the same time as me. No, I mixed up this time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome. Hello. Oh, now you're just going to say it every time I am. This is Hello. Oh. <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome back to At the Table. Uh, this is our episode two. Or two. Two slash three. Something or other. We're up, John and I are arguing over what number episode it is. I said the first one was an episode. He said it wasn't. So it's two for some, three for some. Pick your number. There you go. Welcome back to this podcast, exploring the Christmas story. And Absolutely. we have today, as we said in the first episode, every time... Or second episode. Oh. <laughs> as we said a couple of episodes ago, that we will be having people at the table with us. Yeah. Some not literally with us. We have had have had them at the tables before with us, but these are our virtual at the table. And tonight we have our wonderful friend, Miss Sarah Rose. Hello. <laughs> I don't know why I did the accent then. Like, that's I really how... want your accent, the accent to just slip in. It's like this like, random Northern Southerner. Like. <laughs> Hello there, love. <laughs> just pop in and out. Yeah. Hi, Sarah. Hi, Sarah. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you both? We're we good, thank, good. thank you. you. It's so good to have you on the podcast. We've been talking about getting Sarah on this podcast for what feels like 100 years. So For donkeys. And then yes. recently she came to stay with us and we had so much fun we forgot to record the podcast. <laughs> so, <laughs> too much laughing, too much dancing and singing. Dancing. Yeah, yeah. Dance after watching Spirited or it was called. So. Yeah. Yeah, good fun. it was too much fun. But thank you so much for coming on and sharing with us. So we've got some questions for you because, you know, we want our, want our listeners to know a bit more about you. So who are you? What's your life story? I don't know. Tell us a bit who about you? you. Give our listeners a snapshot of you. Okay. I am Sarah, no middle name Rose, and I worship at Regent Hall um, on Oxford Street in central London. I'm an officer's kid, so I've grown up in the Salvation Army, and I currently work for a company as a compliance culture manager, whatever that means. Well, <laughs> sounds very fancy. Sounds very fancy. It, it's, it's a great job. Love it. Basically, I get to speak to lots of people and make sure that we have good ethics in the company, which is always a good thing, you yeah. know? Yep, mm. we like ethics. We speak we like speak Jesus into that, so it makes me feel good. Yeah, I like to I do a bit of singing, dabble in a bit of singing. Dabble. Like to travel, mm. like to spend time with my friends. And nice. that's, nice. yeah, that's me. And, oh, and I love food. Well, Don't get me started on food. I'm glad you said that, because we're going to ask you what your favourite food item on a oh, Christmas gosh. meal is. I know that's going to be a really hard question to answer, but... We, we, we want to kind of ask everyone this, don't we? So. Yeah, that's that's really hard. I know. We're going to cause arguments, I think, on this one. I think, oh, bit, so my mum makes this um, like red cabbage with like apples and raisins. I don't even know. I can't, I might have got it totally wrong. Sorry, mum. Dish. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, like herbs and spices in it. It's like, it just feels Christmassy. Mm. And it smells delicious. Mm. And it's not Christmas unless we have that. And we only have that at Christmas as well. Yeah. So it uses like the turkey and stuff like that, right? Yeah. Oh, mate. So it's like red cabbage goodness. Oh, it's delightful. 
And it's not Christmas until that's on the table. Yeah. Wow. So I think I'm going to say that. Well, if that's... anyone wants this recipe, uh, we'll have to get in touch with Sarah's mum about yeah. this. Uh... She's going to yeah. be getting what does that have? I'm every... sure she'll <laughs> take Facebook requests. Just <laughs> offer a message. <laughs> Just She's around all these people. She's yeah. like, hey, can I have your cabbage recipe? <laughs> so how have you found out? <laughs> <laughs> It's when, I, it's when that's when we find out it's actually from a packet or something, or she buys it from Sainsbury's. <laughs> imagine that the, the childhood would be ruined, wouldn't it? <laughs> I wouldn't want to know. I don't, that dream, I'm hoping I get a book one day with that recipe in and it's really special. Or like a little sheet of paper, like. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's, all got, it's got some red dye on it, you know, from the stain. It's like, yeah. Proper, oh, yeah. that's a family heirloom, that. It's, it better be. I'm going to be very I'm disappointed, Mum, if I don't get one. I don't get this recipe. <laughs> I claim it. I claim it. But I love that. I love because it's like, it's I like it. got family and it's yeah. It means... I was hoping Brussels sprouts got another vote. If I was being honest. No. But... Oh, I love a Brussels sprout though. Yeah. No. See, I love a Brussels sprout. Listen, yeah. mm. I'm a pig. Mine is pigs in blankets. Oh yeah. Just a round of applause for the pigs. Things I think you could have just a top tier list, couldn't you? Like top, like top. 10 things yeah, like, yeah. All... Christmas dinner is just top tier like I was watching a video on YouTube the other day and they were moaning about turkey saying how it's just like the cheaper cousin of chicken I was like chicken no nah, no sorry like turkey cranberry sauce um, yeah. the Dumbass. next day with yes. the turkey and stuff in cranberry sauce sandwich yes can't go wrong we're can't clapping. go wrong we're clapping that I love I love a boxing day <clears> uh <throat> Leftovers, oh, my favourite thing. Picky my bits for tea, my loves. <laughs> Picky yeah. bits. You've got to get those selection, you know, all those goodies like for Boxing Day, you know, and your French bread and, your, oh. you know, all Ooh. the bits. Stop A it. tiger loaf. Oh, oh. Stop. <laughs> Stop it. So good. So I mentioned selection, and funny enough, we're doing great segues here yeah, today, guys. This like- is... So, next important question. If you're going to be a selection box, what would you be and why? See, because of my last name, but that's not really a selection box. I was going to say roses, but that's a bit too obvious. Yeah, they are kind of selection boxes. They're out. I'm going to go a dairy milk classic selection box. Oh, like the the square ones. Yeah, the square ones with, like, all of the bits in. Yeah. Because there's a bit of everything. It's like the flake in it and uh, flake crunchy. Um, what else has it got in fudge. it? Fudge. There's a fudge in there. Yeah, there's normally uh, caramel. Sometimes caramel. A yeah, and sometimes you get a Freddo. Oh, can't be a Freddo. You can't. Uh, but they're expensive now. I yeah, refuse. We have that generation that remembers the ten p Freddo. Yeah. yeah, I remember going to the shop and getting so much for a pound. Now. Sad. Do you the this little like cigarette chocolates you should get? Yes. <laughs> once I got told off in church because me and my friend were sitting at the back with those pretending we were smoking. Uh, wow. <laughs> oh, that's the extent of my rebelliousness. <laughs> Love it. Chocolate cigarettes. That's how naughty you were, Beth. <laughs> yeah. What a rebel. <laughs> what a rebel. Macro um, rebel. You're gonna go for the Cadbury's one, but if yeah, there I was, think so. if there was one like a particular to eat a particular chocolate in that is there one you'd go for tins like like you say roses because if i've got all the selection boxes i'm always going for the little mini galaxy caramels they are just milky way oh 
interesting. I like that. Mm. I love a Milky Way, but you have to. I eat it a bit weird because I eat the chocolate off first. Oh, like I nibble the chocolate and then I leave the middle squishy bit and then I eat that. That's what I do with penguins. What? Yeah, I, I eat the top of. I well, penguins just a chocolate covered bourbon, isn't it? Oh my days! It is. I've never realised that. Isn't it? That's isn't blown it? my mind. That's broken you up, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> that's upset that's upset <laughs> penguins and penguins penguins and penguins I like taking the bottom off and then having the, the biscuit bit at the bottom plus bourbons don't have jokes on penguins bars do exactly. that's very true do you remember didn't they used to do like mint penguins and I remember I got one one an orange one and I remember yeah. I went to a party and I was like oh yeah I'll have a penguin and they gave me an orange one and I that is just so rude no disappointment I'm no, not for chocolate OG, orange. Original. You just keep your chocolate how it's supposed to be, plain. Well, if it's supposed to have it be, it'd be dark chocolate. You don't like dark chocolate, these. Milky, then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the I'm cho- intrigued by the way you eat a Milky Way, though. I've never heard anyone say they eat the chocolate off a Milky Way and then eat the squidgy bit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> next, time I, next time I'm at yours, I'll show you. But essentially, I like, eat round the bar and then just you, eat the squidgy you, bit. Do you eat them from the fridge then? No. Oh. Just like, but you have to be very careful because obviously it's a bit squishy, but you just nibble. Around. <laughs> like a little squirrel. <laughs> yeah, just nibble around the edges and oh, then eat it. I don't know why I do it. I just. I don't know. I think it's sometimes yeah. we just like to feel those things that are like a little bit weird. and you're You like, do that with Twix. Yeah. No, I don't do it with penguins. You do? You've eaten the stuff off Twix. No, I'm not for that anymore. Oh, okay. <laughs> Well, she's, got, she's moved on from then, John. She's not for that anymore. Catch up. <clears throat> Friend um, set a Beth over there. Yeah. Well, okay. So, last question before we get into. No, there's no. two more. Oh, oh sorry. Sorry, oh. I, was, I wasn't looking at the right bit. So, next question is uh, What's your favorite Christmas movie of all time? Oh, do you know what? It actually might be Spirited. It was good. I'm not joking. It actually might be that. We've watched it again. We've watched it again and absolutely loved it. And I have the album on repeat. Same. I love it. It's so good. If anyone listening to this hasn't seen Spirited, not that we get on Apple TV. We're not getting paid to say this either. No, you can get six months free on Apple TV. Get your six months free, can't you? Watch Spirited, Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell. It's amazing. So good. So good. It's brilliant. And it'll make you want to tap dance after. It made us tap dance. And it... And when we're not joking when we say we genuinely Googled YouTube tap dance, beginners tap dancing and did a beginners tap dancing class because it was that good. It is a great film. Yeah, I think it, what I love about it is I think I could watch it in July and be happy still. Yeah. It will be a good, it is a good Christmas film, but it's one that I can watch any time of year. Hmm. Just, it just, it was a happy, of, well, can't, no spoilers. I'm not going to say anymore. I might spoil it. Yeah. Okay, now you mentioned when you shared a bit about you that you love to sing and you are a worship leader. That's one of your hats that you don. Um, And so my question to you is, what is your favourite song to sing as a worship leader at Christmas time? What what one do you think? When you see it's on the set list, you're like, yes, Lord, this is this is good. This is going to be a good day. You know what? I've actually not done a lot of singing this Christmas because I've been a bit ill and it's been really sad actually for me. But I think a classic is, 
I love, sh- uh, this isn't me as a worship leader here, but I love singing congregationally joy to the world. Mm. There's just a, there's just a feel good thing about it. And especially like when you hear people go rogue with parts, it just, <laughs> it just really brings yeah. me life. Yeah. I'm just like, come on everybody. So that's a good one. I think as a worship leader, there's an arrangement of, actually it is an arrangement of joy to the world which is by Phil Wickham. And um, he's actually just brought out, this isn't an ad, he's actually just brought out an acoustic version of that. I say recently, it could have been last year, but it feels recent to me. And it's actually really nice. And I think that is, it's that thing of like taking an old hymn or an old carol Mm -hmm. and bringing it into modern kind of vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Whilst keeping the sentiment and the, and the core lyrics and like meaning of the song. I really like songs like that. I love that. That made me think of when John really has a bit of a disdain towards be thou my vision, don't you? Mm. From being a a Salvation Army brass player, the the brass arrangement is very, it's very like, but there's a, um, a Christian worship singer called Audrey Assad and she does a beautiful arrangement of be thou my vision. Oh my gosh, if you love, if you just want to sit in a like, if you just need to relax and just calm. I remember I listened to it once. I just was lying in my bed and it just came on and I just needed a bit of peace and calm. And that came on that whole album. It's so beautiful. And she turns like classic hymns into like really powerful, reflective, melodic voices. And it's like an angel being sung. So, mm. and I showed it to you, didn't you? And you're like, it's, not bad. it's actually okay. <laughs> Improves the song slightly for John. Yeah, it's just, it's the tune. I don't mind the words. But, mm, but yeah. And then, uh, yeah, final question until we get into the, the proper part of the, the podcast episode. But if you could choose one character to play in a nativity, who would it be and why? Oh, I think either Gabriel mm. or the innkeeper. Ooh, we haven't had the innkeeper. I like that. That's a good one. And I think the innkeeper, because you would you would see so much and you would hear so much. And imagine like have like witnessing that and like being the person that says like, oh, you can't can't stay here, but you can stay out here. This is the only space I've got. Mm. And then one realizing that that's that's the son of God. Like Mm. I would be panicking. I'd be like, I should have put him in the suite. I should have like, do you know what I mean? Like, just, I would really like to know what the innkeeper felt and was thinking at that moment. Like, were they just so busy in the hustle and bustle of the night that they had no idea that the son of God was born? Or were they, did they see any of it? Like, I think the innkeeper would be really cool. And then Gabriel, because, again, just think how cool, like, you, you've you've gone and told someone, like, yo, Mary, you're going to have the son of God, like, yeah. And to witness Mary's reaction to that. Mm. And I just think, yeah, I just think, wow. I like Find the ball. I love telling people good news. Like when something yeah. happens, like you love to, and like, I bet everyone, all the other angels were like, oh, Gabriel gets that. Like everyone, they were arguing over that job, weren't they? Like, yeah. Some jobs they're a bit like. Well, there was one angel that was late <laughs> for work and then that it was going to be them, but they were late for work. So Gabriel got it. Like, Imagine. Imagine. It's like, pick me, pick me. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dave's late again. Typically. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Gabriel, you're up. 
<laughs> don't think Dave is an angel name. Why not? Gabriel is does sound like an angel name. What, what's an angel name? There don't could be an angel called Beth. Like, why can't there be an angel no, called Dave? I don't know. I just feel like For all angel, those angel Gabriel sounds like because my sister always used to call it angel Gangel because it angel Gangel. I like that. Angel Gabriel sounds flowy like angel Dave. <laughs> Well, maybe to his official title will be Angel David. So, Dave, if you're, Dave, if you're listening, there's sorry. nothing wrong with your mate, your name, mate. Don't worry about it. Sorry, Dave. To the Daves of the, li- to the listeners of Dave, we're sorry. <laughs> the listeners of Dave. <laughs> the listeners of Dave. I mean, as we're as we're rolling with the great segues. This, we're focusing on the Gospel of Luke. We could go into TV. We could. We, yeah. It's just perfect. Look at these segues you're leading us into. <laughs> pro. Absolute pro. So for any of you who are listening who aren't familiar with the Bible, the four Gospels are at the beginning of the New Testament and they kind of give us a bit of a, the, the life story of Jesus. So the Gospels mm. share us that picture of Jesus. And Last episode, if you haven't listened to that, go and listen to that. We sat with our uh, sat and chatted with our friends Gordon and Natalie about the Gospel of Matthew, and that has a rather interesting snapshot of Jesus' birth. But Luke, so we're skipping Mark because Mark decided that he didn't want to tell us about the birth. The other three had, you know, the others have that covered, so we're leaving Mark out. So sorry, Mark, you're not included in, in this uh, series. But Luke, now Luke goes into detail. Luke is a, he wants us to know all the deets. It's like Luke would be a me in a text because everyone always moans that I give every ounce like. Well, we were saying, weren't we, last at the last episode that Matthew has a very particular way of writing stuff down. Like we were saying about the genealogy, weren't we? And we were mm-hmm. saying about like how it's almost very like particular how he was writing it. Whereas this is a really descriptive way, isn't it as well? Yeah. Uh, but very Luke, different. Luke is the musical director. He yeah. is. I was. I think if there was going to be a musical about the birth of Jesus, Luke, Luke's, Luke's nailed it. Yep. Luke's done it because there's so much detail and stage, like I don't want to say stage direction, but like so much picturesque mm-hmm. knowledge in there that actually, how cool would it be to to have that as a like as a musical? I just think that'd be great. Mm. Why has nobody done that? And he's already written the songs for us. Like, we don't even need to, don't need to do anything. Perfect. We need to, either we need to write it or someone else needs to write it. If someone gets to there before us, let us know. We want to, we want a part in it. Yeah. Everyone wants to be either the innkeeper or Rachel Gabriel. <laughs> Dave. Angel Dave. Yeah. Angel Dave. Um, and uh, yeah, so we might get around to writing it. Who knows? Watch this space. It starts off with, well, it doesn't start off with this, but we're going to go, we're going to skip a few bits because there's, it's quite, there's quite a lot. So I would, we would invite you all to read the Gospel of Luke, read chapters Luke, so Luke 1 and Luke 2 to get a real good picture of the birth of Jesus. But we're going to kind of. And you can, you can find the, uh, so we're just looking on new version, which is bible.com. On, online if you haven't got a bible to yeah. hand there's um, you can get the app you can get the app <clears throat> yeah uh, android and apple so it's quite easy to get well done <laughs> get them all in there like my, my youtube is just google pixel 7 phone advert at the moment every advert but uh, <laughs> not 
that I'm angry about it. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so you can just, you can read it there. But if you do want a physical Bible and you're not really sure where to look, get in touch with us. We're more than happy to to sort of help we you. We can send one. Send one to you or um, show you some... Op- We've done that in the past, haven't we? we have. Send some Bibles out. So, yeah, let us know. But they are readily available. And one of the best things is online is you can quickly flip between all the different translations yeah, all the different versions so we're looking at the, the, the i've got the passion translation up here because you know what let's go right to today's word let's let's really get the passion you love this version don't you know i do you, i love this version so we're starting oh. at verse 26 the angelic prophecy of <clears throat> jesus's birth thank you john you're welcome so basically in this piece in this in this chapter bit we see the angel named gabriel isn't gendered now there was i remember like prior to the you know as as many would call it woke generation angel gabriel was always interpreted as a girl but many now say angel was probably a boy but i don't think we even need to go that far angel the angel was gabriel there needs to be no gender to that an angel visited while we worrying about the details an angel visited mary and told her that she was going to give birth to a baby and he was to be called Jesus. And I just, I'm like, can you imagine being an unmarried teenage girl and having an angel visit you? First of all, an angel visiting you is just a bit, you know, not your everyday. Bit mad. I remember I had a book when I was younger. It's probably still in my mom's garage to be fair. It was of the Christmas story. And it was like, we told like kids were retelling it in pictures. And I remember the girl I can see it in my head as I'm picturing this. She's she's got a like a, a like a, a broom, but it's like a sweeper, you know, that was like the canes. And she's like sweeping, and then there's this kid just like floating in the air as an angel. And I always been like, it's so stupid because they're so young, but Mary was young. Mm. She was. And like to be for like they reckon potentially between 14 and 16. And I always think this, right? Whenever anyone says you're not old enough to do stuff for God it's like yeah it's like well let me just pull up this proof here the mother of god (laughs) literally there's so many cases like king david yeah like there's so many where they're just these young young people so whenever i hear people say oh you're too young to do this you're not mature enough all of that i'm like rubbish (laughs) like like, no thanks you know anyway i can do this give a diversion but no, you're right. But you know what I find funny? When I I can't correlate this to be biblically accurate, but I'm pretty sure I've, it might be somewhere else. But when an angel or you know some someone from heaven visits someone on earth, the first thing they say is, "Would well, do not yield to your fear or do not fear." An angel's visited you. There's going to be an ounce of fear. I think there's an element of whoa, 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 whoa! Don't don't run. I'm, I'm yeah, not, don't run. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't run. Don't, don't, yeah, I think it's a little bit like that more than. Do not be afraid. <laughs> it probably was like that back then, though. <laughs> just, yeah, that was the way of like comforting them. Like, yeah, I'd be like, see you later, running yeah. off. No, no, come back, come back quick. Yeah. Just this angel floating up to Mary. <laughs> you can't beat me. <laughs> yeah. Just popping up everywhere. But do not fear, mate. Yeah. An angel of do the you, Lord. Do you know what you are? <laughs> yeah. You're like, ah. yeah. It's just a bit. It's just a bit crazy, isn't it? Mm. And she's she's engaged to someone else i mean this is as we said last episode there is lots of parts to this there's there's a little bit of scandal it's know. a big scandal you know if you're going to make an episode of eastenders this would be the duff duff moment 
like 100%. you'd be like you would be like you're gonna have someone else's kid duff, 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 duff. like literally it would be like that and do you know what I love is what Mary comes Mary's like but how could this happen like I love the questioning nature of like why it makes me think that it, it makes it okay to have an inquisitive nature in faith like to you know it's okay to be sometimes in doubt and not fully understand everything like because even back then like when Mary's being told oh you're gonna have the son of God it's not like she just immediately accepts that and it isn't scary or you know it's hard to comprehend like how could this happen why has he picked me like what you know, all of those questions that logically would be going around in your head, she's thinking them as well to prove that like, she's just a normal, a normal person like me, like you, like it's, yeah, it's actually crazy. I think that whole thing around the deeply troubled, though, it's like it says in the Passion Translation is, is really important, isn't it? Because I think yeah. whenever we read, like we were saying, like, you know, with Gordon and Natalie is, you know, even though there's only a short amount of verses <clears throat> to show this story, it's it's a lot bigger than just a few, few short verses. Like the deeply troubled, if we really explored when it says Mary was deeply troubled over the words, like you can imagine it would be like being up all night for probably yeah. a few days afterwards. It would be, you know, the, the feeling anxious, that, you know, all of that stuff that we all feel whenever something happens in our lives that we, you know, like I think about, you know certain things like when we felt god call us to like when we've been in Faversham, like we spent time just being like are you sure are you sure why me why me and or if you're called to anything you're going to have those those moments and like you have that sarah i'm sure with like with the yeah. calling in your life so i just think sometimes we've got like you say we need to take confidence in that and be encouraged by the fact that even the mother of jesus christ <laughs> was yeah. deeply troubled to hear that she was going to be the mother of of jesus christ and actually that's a really if it's if she can be and if so many others after her and before her have been we can be too we can be deeply mm. troubled by some of the the stuff in our lives that we feel called to or that we're, we're currently doing yeah and i think when we have moments of like oh you know i don't i don't know what this means for me actually mm the angel responds to Mary and comforts her. And uh, what I what I try to remind myself is we don't, sorry, they don't always have to be in that moment. We don't always have to be like, you know, I can't imagine that, you know, he said, don't be, you know, do not be afraid. And Mary was like, just happily plodded along for the next nine months, just worrying. Like it's, those words don't mean that we have to be changed. And I think we get this perception, I think even in our, as Christians ourselves, don't we, that we have to, if, even if we get a comforting word from God or we somebody gives us a passage of scripture, that that's going to be a quick fix. Like yeah. that, that should be something that is slow burning and lasting and not, it's not an instant mm. quick fix. It's, and that wouldn't have been the same, you know, that would have been the same here for Mary. Like she would have continued to probably had a lot going on in her mind. because. Mm. And I think like Gabriel knew that because then like he comforts her by saying like Elizabeth has also become pregnant with the son. Like you're not going to be doing this pregnancy alone go and be with someone else who has also had a miraculous miracle performed on their lives like you this is almost like confirming to Mary that this is true like I'm not I'm not chatting rubbish here guys like it's almost like go chat to Elizabeth and find out I'm telling the truth like and for Mary imagine like you feeling like for that split second when Gabriel tells you that you're like 
everyone's going to hate me. I'm by myself. Like, is Joseph going to leave me? Like all these questions going on in your head. And then he's like, oh, by the way, Elizabeth is also pregnant. Like, and for her, that must have brought so much comfort in that moment of actually like, I don't have to do this by myself, no matter what happens elsewhere or what anyone else thinks or whatever Joseph may think. I'm, I'm, I've got someone else who can journey on that with me. He, Gabriel knew. He knew that she'd need to hear that. Yeah. And I, lo- I love the fact that it's like two sides of generation, if that makes sense. Yeah. You, that's at the very young end of, of a generation. You've got Elizabeth, who's Mary's aunt, right? Is it an aunt? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah relative, though. Relative. relative. But like she... She's the other side of it. So like she's in a not swan song years, but she's but like she's a holder. You know, she you is older, yeah, so yeah, like yeah. you've got like these sort of two parallels of age. And like you say, Sarah, like the the kind of the miraculous conception of both. Because someone of well, what they say is like Elizabeth Elizabeth's age shouldn't be yeah. conceiving. So the fact that she's conceiving is is a miracle in itself. And yeah, yeah I just find that quite a powerful thing that the um, and like you say, a confirmation of that purpose, I guess you could mm. say. Mm. If you've read the passage before, like we shared, or if you're dipping in after, you'll know, you'll get a bit more of a taste of Elizabeth and, and Zachariah's story because it's a little bit before and a little bit after. But Elizabeth is pregnant with the one, the only, John the Baptist. Johnny B. Johnny mm. B. The man. What a legend. And, you know, he's, he's going to play a big role. So these two here you know some important people you know it's like a bit like two important people that treasure you know like you treasured it's like I imagine you know like when the queen died and then everyone's like keep David Attenborough safe you know like <laughs> dynamic duo like John the Baptist these are two people importantly mm. born in this one year like treasure these people and unfortunately John the Baptist doesn't meet a nice end well neither does yeah. but neither but of them I like what like, like what Luke is doing here in terms of putting in like Old Testament reminders. So this isn't new news, right? So, you know, when he's talking about Elizabeth and Zechariah and then you've got the comparison to Abraham and Sarah in in Genesis, and then you've got even like Mary's like thinking this through and like how she responds to it is mirrored in like Hannah um, in the Old Testament. It's like the reason John the Baptist is involved in all this is because it's like he's there to say, Guys, God's been telling you this before. This isn't a new religion. This isn't, this is the fulfillment of the old. Like, this is a reminder to bring you back to how it should be rather than a like, oh, here's this new thing, everybody. It's like, he's going, just a reminder, guys. Like, don't forget of all this stuff. You've like, been for a long time. Like, yeah. It's not yeah, exactly. Like, it, and, and without that detail, it's like, would people have, understood the importance and actually that kind of gold thread throughout the whole of this story Mm. going back forward from the old testament like into the new that this has been there all along this is jesus was prophesied to come from the beginning and this is just something that everybody's been waiting for and now mary has been blessed with this amazing gift and that's just uh, my brain just can't comprehend how she must have been i just think about that like because she would have been taught and known these things, you know, she yeah. would have an awareness, as would Joseph, you know, but, and they just would have been like, what? Like, really? Like, really? Like, am I being, you know, am I crazy? Am I being paid a joke on? It's just, and I think that really ties beautifully with verse 37, which says, not one promise 
from God is empty of power. Nothing is impossible with God. Mm. That, yeah. Like we don't hear that verse enough. Like that is a power verse, mm. you know, and no, no single promise from God is empty. Like all the promises of the old Testament, like here we're littered with there's things connected to the Psalms and the book of Daniel and the book of Samuel Psalms again. And then obviously you've got Isaiah, like, there is rich and they're just a few examples mm. this passage is just rich with promises that god has given all the way through time as you said sarah and nothing is impossible with god met elizabeth who is biologically deemed to be you know not not able to conceive yet she did mm. the miracle that is mary who is a virgin has conceived all of this is a miracle and only only possible through god mm. this is nothing is impossible with god but it's only possible with god as well like there's just two two things to that word it's just like mm. so powerful and such a beautiful response because then mary responds with this and says yes i will be a mother for the lord as his servant i will accept whatever he has for me may everything you've told me come to pass and the angel left i wonder if the angel wouldn't have left if she said no (laughs) (laughs) try and convince her are you sure is that your final (laughs) here's a self pitch on why you should be the mother of god (laughs) (laughs) this is what you could have had (laughs) (laughs) but i mean she says yes and obviously god knew that mary would say yes that's why he chose mary yeah even though even though you know she was troubled she had the doubts because she's human like we all are God chooses us for the things because it's because God is God and God knows what we're able to do. So God knows the ones that are going to say yes. And God also knows the ones that are going to say no first and no again and no again, no again. And then maybe say yes. And then maybe say no, like God knows all of these things. Mm. Mary's just so from the get go, she says yes. Like she could, she could have said, yeah, can I have some time to think, you know, think about when we, you know, when we hear God call us, we often like with our callings into things for us in ministry, we were like, yeah, we want a few more years. We want to be able to do this. We want to be able to try. We always give God the ultimatums. Not Mary. She goes, yep, I'm your servant. And I just, we all need to be a bit more Mm. like Mary and Joseph. We need to be like both of them and just say, I'm your servant. Let me do whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Just, I think it takes a lot takes a lot to actually put that into practice doesn't it yeah. <laughs> it's really hard mm. <laughs> so I just and you learn that every day like nothing is gonna nothing is gonna be easy in that in that walk and the next bit we're going to chat about we're just skipping Elizabeth's prophecy to Mary but we'll just sideline that Mary knows about Jesus being in Mary's belly and it's that beautiful image of just discernment and God giving those those pictures to to people and that there's so many other people connected to this story and I think it reminds us that this um this story is wider and for everyone as well as that this touches so many people and the bit that I always find really a bit odd but you know not untrue was when it says that the baby inside Elizabeth jumped when Mary approached like like new like John the Baptist is like yeah my friend's here already (laughs) and it's like he's trying to high five him like that's a funny detail to record isn't it like that's not one of those things that you would yeah you could make up Mm. you couldn't make that up like he could have just said Mary was happy to see her cousin and knew that she was pregnant that detail is so like that's so particular that you just know that it had to be yeah it has to be true Mm. according to them but 
we were just talking about Mary and her willingness to say yes. And one of my absolute favorite passages in the whole of scripture is Mary's song. It is, mm. so, and it's so beautiful. And I don't, I've, I've not yet found a version that someone has done like to an actual nice song that's made it really lovely. So any of you songwriter aspiring. Well, I thought you were going to sing it for us then, Beth. I thought you. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, no. And Mary um, sang this song, My Soul. <laughs> Spotlight. Yeah. <laughs> it's so beautiful because I just, I think as somebody, I love to sing. I don't sing out, I don't sing publicly because there's like, just, I just don't do that. But I love to sing and I could sing around the house all day. And as, as a, you are someone who loves to sing and you do sing publicly and you have a beautiful voice. So I think you know, just as her response is just to sing and praise God. And like, I know when I've had moments when it's been really tough, I've sung like, there's a few songs that I will sing. One of the most beautiful moments we shared this year was when the war broke out in Ukraine, we held a, a prayer evening at one of the local churches in Babisham. And we just opened it up for people to come, light a candle, put a prayer on a prayer tree, sit together, pray together. Mm. And it kind of got quiet and people were milling around doing whatever they wanted to do. And then I just really felt like God's sharing the words to me, but it is well with my soul. And, you know, people that some people there didn't know it. There were some Ukrainians there that, you know, obviously didn't know it. And some did and sang it in their own language. And then, but there was quite a few people from church who did know it. And we just all sang it. And it's just this a cappella version of just this song. Everybody's kind of prayer that, yeah. that night. And it's just so powerful. And we've all been in, you know, worship where a prayer has been a response of praise like that to immediate thing. You know, there's been a moment it's it's been something that's a response to God. But the thing for me with this is I don't know about you, but I don't think I've ever sung my song, if that makes sense. Like a mm. song that I'm feeling like we sing worship songs, don't we? Or we we sort of, you know, if we're in the car and we just feel that kind of moment just to sort of sing something. But we don't sing like this is this is Mary's heart, isn't it? This is Mary's heart and she's singing it. Like We don't know the tune. We don't know, you know, there's, these aren't lyrics that were written, you know, by another artist. These are her, her sort of soul song, isn't it? And I find that a really challenging aspect of, do, do we do that? We don't do it. Like we don't, don't sit there and go, this is how I'm feeling right now. It's like the Psalms, isn't it? Like if you think mm. the Psalms were, were songs that was was on this per, on the, the writer's heart and yeah you know and that that thing always really challenges me that we don't do that we probably nowadays just sort of say it as a prayer but actually that aspect of making it worship in that sense like a worship song mm. uh, quite a powerful aspect mm. I think it's um it is that thing of in that moment she just needed to like you were saying John like vocalize her feelings and sometimes I find myself doing it I'm often singing around the house and a, a lot of it is a load of rubbish like I will sing when I'm washing pots and pans like singing that I'm what dish I'm washing like it's ridiculous but um sometimes you it might not get played anywhere no one else is going to hear it it just so happens that we are getting an insight into Mary's song but like there's times when I'll be in tends to be in the bath and I will just have something going around in my head and it might not even be to a specific tune and the tune will change halfway through or whatever, but you just feel like you need to sing. Mm. 
Mm. Um, and like you were saying, Beth, like at that moment, you felt like you just had to sing. Although it was words that you knew, if like in that moment, and I don't know what what the kind of music was like um, when Mary was about, but we she probably she could have put this to a, a familiar tune that she knew, or like you know. And I think there is some beauty in that of like I'm just picturing Mary. This is bad image now, but I'm saying like like when I'm in the bath, Mary's just in the bath, she's just contemplating her life, and mm. she just feels like she has to sing it out. And the when she's saying, like, the mighty one has worked a mighty miracle for me. Holy is his name. Like, I'd be thinking, oh, I've got to go through, like, everyone, all the people are going to hate me. They're going to think I cheated on Joseph. Joseph's going to hate me. Like, but she's just sat there going, this is a miracle and the miracle is for me. Yeah. She, like, she knows that the impact that her child is going to have on her life on everybody else's life like she's literally just taken what Gabriel's told her straight facts and yeah. to have the conviction in faith to not have that to just fully believe mm-hmm. like and and to want to sing about it she's so excited she wants to sing about it like that is just unbelievable you know like you said at the beginning how this should be a musical like if it was if someone was to write you know if this wasn't here and someone was to say right Mary's just had this, write a song. It would be like, why me? Why God? You know, like it would be the yeah. one song, wouldn't it? It would be like, like a bit like Zac Efron, bet on me in high school, <laughs> like, running through like, you know, the fields and the houses, like why me? And dramatically holding up against the clays. Yeah, it's fine. Mm. He, he won't we'll educate you. Yeah. You know, she'd be up leaning up against, you know, her stone clay house, like, why me, God? Isn't you know, I can't <laughs> do this. I'm, I'm a failure. I'm a weakling and crouching down. And it would be like, oh, but no, she doesn't sing that. She doesn't sing, why me? I can't do this. You know, she she says, my soul glorifies the Lord. Yeah. She, like everything in her is just, and it shows later on because she talks about, he has filled the hungry with good things. He has sent the rich away empties, helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and his descendants forever, just as he's promised. Mm. She knows her stuff. She knows that God's promises ring true. And the the things that's promised here is going to be is going to come true. Yeah, she doesn't doubt what. Well, she doesn't doubt that. You know, she may have some human fear, but she's convicted in that in that passion. And that is just we need to be more like Mary. We do. What would Mary do? Yeah, mm. exactly. And I think if we all thought a bit more like that, rather than just you know, if we allowed ourselves to settle in the having the doubts, but really stepped into the the power of being chosen to do something or the power mm. of God on our lives, mm. perhaps we would all be, perhaps the world might be a bit of a better place because we wouldn't all be a bit, we just allow God to use us. We'd just be a bit freer, not so restricted. Mm. We just allow, we've, we've probably got a bit too many distractions now, you know, oh, but I want to do yeah. this. I want to have this. I want to do that. I want to go there and do this. Oh, no, I was going to say, we also have like human doubt of ourselves. Like, yeah. I think a lot of it is like, we forget that, what, that one you were saying earlier around like nothing is impossible with God like we always think that when God has chosen us to do something that we're a, that's us on our own but actually like we're not on our own he is in us he is with us he is gonna provide anything we need to make that possible because it's his way and his promise and I think just like Mary we just have to have the confidence in the fact that if he said something's gonna happen 
He's going to provide the will to make it happen and the way to make it happen. And we don't have to worry in the sense that we're not good enough or we won't have the tools to do it because he's going to get them and he's going to give them to us or he's going to get provide a way. We just have to have that confidence in him, which isn't always easy because we self-doubt ourselves. Yeah. Mm. I love those quotes and things that always that that float around quite a lot. And especially if you look on Instagram and like the explore pages and things or Pinterest, it's often that, you know, if we pray for strength, God doesn't always, sometimes he gives it to us, but God doesn't always just give us strength. He gives us opportunities to be strong. If we yeah. pray for patience, God gives us opportunities to be patient. Like, and we're like, God hasn't given me anything. And it's like, you know, when we've been on the road and there's been like a car accident and we're yelling and it's like, that's God giving, that's God testing you and, you know, giving you what you need, the opportunity mm. to be patient in something. We're just yeah. so blind to be like, God doesn't do anything for me. Well, <laughs> you're like, and he, God must be like, child, <laughs> you know, like I've given you every opportunity today to do that. To He's be- up there like, look at the signs, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like Bruce Almighty, isn't it? Like, give me yeah. a sign. It literally is uh, like... <laughs> Like the yeah. amount of eye rolls, God must, if God had us. <laughs> that's going to be his signature emoji, I'm sure of it. Oh, for sure. Imagine what God's emojis are. That's going to be one of them. I mean, the Old Testament is literally a constant eye roll. <laughs> constant eye roll. <laughs> yeah. That, that or the one with the um, like red face and the, and the like symbols for swearing, because that would be, I'm sure God would, is a few choice words about some of the decisions made. He's like, what are you doing? What? just so angry but but not with mary thank goodness that god loves us thank goodness that he chose a teenage girl to to Mm. save the world because and this girl and last episode sarah i shared with gordon natty like how amazing each of these tiny details are that we gloss over i think a lot you know so perfect that it had to be mary at this time just before you know she was getting because she was she was engaged to joseph so and that's important because if she wasn't engaged, he wouldn't have been legally betrothed to her. So could have just chucked her really easily, but he was committed to her in this betrothal and loved her enough, but they weren't married because if she had been, a, if, she, if they'd have been married, she wouldn't have been a virgin, you know, mm. and it had to, all these tiny things, she had to be related to Elizabeth because, because of that story and the descendant and Joseph, because he was a descendant of David, like the intricacies of this story. Yeah. yeah are just mind-blowing and if we really if we wrote it all down i genuinely think our minds would implode as christians our emojis should be the emoji <laughs> because that's what it is because mm. it's just amazing and speaking of the amazing bit if we skip it skip ahead we're going to go past a few songs so musical interludes, Zachariah's <laughs> had his song. He can now he can now speak because spoiler alert, Zachariah loses his ability to speak. He yeah, didn't. he can't speak until his son's born, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he's so stunned that he just Yeah. My wife's pregnant. What? He's like, what? <laughs> and then he gets stuck. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> he just walks around like <laughs> that's just yeah. Some people would love that. Just, you know, things are the things that would get you out of. Sorry, can't do my work presentation today. God silence me. <laughs> oh, John's stuck now. That's it. He's oh. out. Pause. <laughs> but yeah, that... if he was recording a podcast, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. Silence. So, so Zachy, what, what are you thinking? Zachy. But we're, ne- we're skipping through that bit, yeah. but do read it because it is a, yeah, is a good little indwelling. But chapter two, coming in hot, 
with the birth of Jesus. Now, if you've ever done a school nativity, and I can imagine most of our listeners probably have either gone to, been at, taken part in a school nativity, this line here, in those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree, is the opening line of every single nativity play, isn't it? Every single one. It's absolutely spot on. Like, if I could memory verse kids know that verse from the on from like four years old and i still think no one knows what decree means as well <laughs> yeah, like, but everyone's like what yeah just it was just a given that you knew what yeah. that meant so, a decree <laughs> what is a decree <laughs> no it's given that the parents will know this is like all oh, the adults will know what that means so we we're saying a big word here guys and all the all the adults are like i don't, I don't know what that means <laughs> <laughs> hopefully the kids know yeah. I don't know that one. And then you have some like we're going along thing that you'd have a song about like traveling and all these people and all these kids walking around stage going to their hometown for their census. But Augustus, he wanted people, he wanted to know where people were. Now we've ish- we've had to do a census this year, didn't we? we? Didn't. Was it last year? It was last year. So it's always on the oh my gosh, the years just blur now, don't they? 2021. Sorry, everyone. Rewind. So we it's, do- it's taken me that long to edit this video. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> last week was the census actually guys like yeah yeah so last well the results from a census came out this year that's probably why yeah they did the uh, data didn't they from it they did so that's we great. did a census last year the first one in 10 years we didn't we had the luxury of doing it online they didn't they've got to do some traveling so joseph good old joe good old joey we're given joey. all the nicknames tonight so he's doing some traveling and he's going to Bethlehem. And I would walk 500 miles. I bet. We did well, we did the calculations. Can you do um have a look again? We did it ages ago, didn't we? Because we were yes. curious about how how many no, you might you actually need to Google, not use calculator. <laughs> <laughs> You'd have to have a very long playlist, wouldn't you? Absolutely. Yeah, Nazareth to Bethlehem. From that's gonna be that's yes. already gonna be a Google search. Come on. It is second one. Yeah. It's um to walk 31 hours 31 hours but that's obviously non-stop as well yeah they would have had to have breaks and stuff 144 well almost 145 kilometers i don't know because i only got it in kilometers wherever that is in car so i want me to convert that now yeah convert it come on we want it in more practical because because then we can imagine it what it would be like from here to wherever obviously that's that's um that's modern pace as well like we've evolved as a are we as quicker a, as walkers? Well, I reckon. Do you know what? I reckon we might have been. We're taller, so <laughs> our strides are longer legs, bigger <laughs> strides, comfier shoes. Those new, exactly. those Nike New Balance. No, but that's true. Because mm. you know when you go to a beach and it's a pebbly beach, you're walking very slowly over those pebbles because that. I mean, you know, it would have been hot at this time of year. Not that he was born in December, but we won't even go into that. But yeah, you know, you're right. There was there was some. Ant- That's um, ninety miles. Oh my life! So where's how far is ninety miles from here? Where? Well, that would be like us to, like, Essex, just short, uh, just short. Essex, of, just short of Suffolk, because it's a hundred miles to. Yes, it'd be more Ipswich. Here to Ipswich, walking. No one else apart from each other. And a dog right there. That's a lot. That's a lot. And almost like ready to give birth. You're like, uncomfortable is not even the right verb, is it? Like adjectives. Right. Sorry. Like, you are 
everything would just annoy you. Like, and donkeys, they're not exactly... The 83 like- miles is Ipswich from us. They're saying it'll take us one day and three hours. But that's including getting a ferry. Now, you wouldn't be able to do that, would you? So you'd have to go a different route. Route. It's well, different. it's so a lot. I just... It's so, like, this is a journey that they're having to do. And she must have been like, you know, when you have to go out and you're like, oh, really? She would have just been annoyed. But again, it's God, these details, it had to happen. Had to. And then, so this bit doesn't actually talk about the innkeeper. It just says uh, she wrapped him in cloths and placed him in a manger because there was no guest room available. So it kind of does talk about... Um, guest room, but the innkeeper doesn't actually mention in it. They just say there was no room. Yeah, there was no room available for them. So they're in, they're out in the stables, and re- realistically, it's not even like today. Nativities make it look like an actual nice stable, but it probably wouldn't even have been that mm. because in biblical times, the animals would have just been in the courtyard. So there probably yeah. wasn't even a roof. So she's just given birth in a courtyard surrounded by some animals, and the poor baby's gone in the feeding trough. Like, it just doesn't it, it's so like it just shows how like you were saying how god has like planned every single detail because can you imagine like you you've thought about oh the son of god the king is coming and you're going to expect some grand thing some like really nice like throne and blah blah but actually a manger a feeding trough was so important to to animals to poor people who live off the like animals as their money money terms right that's how they like exchanged um worth and then like that's where the son of god has just been placed like this is a king for all people this isn't a king just for the rich or this is a king for every single person and again mind mind blown mind blown emoji Mind blown emoji. Mm. And it's and I think we we talk about it, but do like we hear it every year, like God is the you know the king of all. He was born in a stable, you know, he un, you know, he understands. And it's like, but do you know, and when people say that, you know, the Bible is so inaccessible and Christianity is for the rich, I just think, how have we got so far and so wrong? Because yeah. it's not where it started. Yeah. Like it's you know, would we be comfortable to sit and have church in a stable with surrounded by animals, you know, placing our things in a, in a, in there where they eat? No. If you ask 50%, of, you know, probably even more, if you ask most people, they wouldn't be happy with that. No matter the, you know, what, even if we said it was, you know, summer, they'd moan it was too hot. Spring, it would be too rainy. Autumn, it'd be too windy. Winter, it'd be too cold. We would never, ever be satisfied with that. Yet, I just think we've just got so far from what God offered to us and what it actually means. And when people say that Christianity is so inaccessible, it makes me so sad because I'm like, it's not. If you read it, read it. Yeah. The, the You know, and that's why I think, you know, when you think about where Christianity surges, you know, in underground um, in China, particularly where they're oppressed in Africa, in, you know, some site, that's where it takes off because that's where it really resonates because it isn't for the king of the kings. It isn't something that isn't accessible. It's something that everyone from, you know, from a newborn baby all the way through to your last breath mm. is accessible for you to, no matter, the only thing that matters is your heart. 
like and that's it sounds cheesy but it's the truth and i think that that segues lovely into another aspect of this this chapter because it says about like and there were shepherds living out in the field nearby and shepherds in that time were the kind of outcasts they were like the low people like they would have you know, they, they, so we, we, as a lot of listeners probably know, and so you'll know, like we, we journey through the chosen, the, the TV series. Um, and there's a Christmas episode about the shepherd and they show the shepherd going into town. And obviously he's not going to be the cleanest. He's not going to be the, the most handsome guy in, in the, in, in the town. And people kind of take a few steps, almost like the two meter rule again, like take us all yeah. around him. Like he's got like this kind of force field, but I think it's, that show, again shows the inclusivity, doesn't it, of Jesus's birth, that God doesn't just include Mary and Joseph, but they also include creation around them through animals, those that are on the outskirts of society. But then obviously later on, you've got the Magi, which are then a bit more of the the upper class, if you could, if you could say that. They're your astronomers. They're your, yeah, they're your your the academics the and your scholars. Mm. Like, and, and I think that that just to me just shows the broad stroke of of what God was trying to show through the birth of Jesus he didn't go to and we said it again last episode but like he he didn't come to a a a throne and a kingdom and gold and purple and all that kind of majestic um stuff he came to a courtyard at night probably in this the duck uh the the dirt, the duck, the dirt, and the muck, as well. I was going to say the dirt and the muck, and he was he was born to a family that are very much on the lower end of society, and was surrounded by the stuff that's the lower end of society, like your shepherds. Mm. I think that's just that's beautiful, and I think that's really encouraging for for me. Like I never ever saw myself as being any worth anything. So then when you then, you know, when I became a Christian, you realize that you don't have to be uh, this wonderful thing that has a perfect life and everything in order. Like the gospel's messy. Yeah. It's shown in the, the birth of Jesus, isn't it? Well, the beauty about both of those is that both the Magi, you know, the scholars and the shepherds, who were who would have you know they would have been uneducated that's you know it's not cruel to say that would have been fact they wouldn't have been people that have you know were given afforded those opportunities but they both understood what it meant and that's the key thing it it doesn't matter whether you are you have 100 degrees or whether you can read the stars or interpret things or whether you've never been to school you can understand that Jesus is Jesus and Jesus is the son of God and the king it doesn't take degrees to put that together and you know it's always that tale thing you know you could be the most intellectual person in the world you know and have all the degrees and understand the bible and have read it and studied it but that doesn't mean you may you may never understand anything about god like yeah. i had professors at uni who taught theology who weren't christians they could you know they knew way you know they knew way more you know of like the finer details the context the 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 academia if you will of the bible but they didn't know what it felt like to feel the Holy Spirit. <laughs> they didn't know what it felt like to have God transform your life. And that, that is just beyond, beyond comprehension. It's mm. so powerful. It comes back down to that, that faith element again, doesn't it? Like, um, I really like that the shepherds when they're like, let's go, like the, the angels have gone, right? You've just been scared. Mad. Imagine just chilling on the hill. You're having a nice evening. 
you're not expecting any nonsense and then suddenly these angels appear you're like what on earth and then the angels go they they set they say yo guys go see the king this is what's happening angels go and then the shepherds don't aren't like what's just happened like have we taken some have we in some it funny or you know like they're literally like let's go let's hurry and find this word who is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us like there's no messing it's like hurry up guys we need to go we need to go see this in the chosen they run like the angel appears and they don't like in it they in the chosen they don't even talk to each other do they they look at each other and they just run there and when and it's slow-mo because obviously dramatic but you feel they're like they just they're like if we don't do it now we're not going to get like and it's like disney it's so powerful and also context wise the running then you wouldn't have run unless you were there was an urgency like you think how awkward that would have been to run in those long dress that like yeah yeah. the sandals flip-flops yeah so like that kind of aspects of society the context of that shows as well like and to leave their sheep yeah yeah this is their work you know their assets really isn't it yeah yeah um it shows just that the magnitude of what was what you know what was happening in that moment Mm. i mean uh, yeah like you say, I think the faith aspects of it is just is is amazing, isn't it? And um, but this bit though, like again, going back, nice little theme, time with what we've been talking about. If we're going to talk about a song moment, suddenly a company of heavenly hosts appeared, praising God and saying, "Glory to God in the highest, peace on earth to those whom His favor rests." Now that is your song. That is your musical moment. Yeah, that's going to be a ballad. That's yeah. going to be like that. Well, that's like a ballad solo, and then it's like in. Um, sister act when they're doing singing joyful joyful and then it's like you know this beautiful ballad and then it's like joyful joyful yeah. they're like they're like clapping and timbrels and trumpets and all sorts and they're like dancing around and that is your big number isn't it that, that yeah that's your your big moment like I think it's almost is it yeah Hercules when they've got the um the, the goddesses at the beginning yes um, like I'd, I'd, if, if we're going to be in the musical that's what I want to be I want to be in the host of angels like just <laughs> have... one of the little ones at the back like <laughs> yeah well, I'm a time. <laughs> I wish I wish you could see guys that John is dancing and clapping like I know I was just going to say that to everything no, <laughs> the thing with this is that you won't be able to see it <laughs> <laughs> that is rubbish <laughs> it's there but like that is such a good moment mm. like yeah and it's that's just like a moment isn't it you know mm. angel singing but again what a sight like that's you know imagine like we've said already just imagine sort of looking up at the sky it's a night sky and all of a sudden it's just this bright light i always imagine like there's a bible passage isn't there about the is it moses that goes to the the mountaintop and comes back with his eyes covered because he mm. you know, god's brightness i always think of that like yeah. how bright must that have been or like it's like the avengers endgame isn't it where you like Tony <laughs> stark's in the he's got his eyes closed and like captain marvel comes and it's like he's like oh yeah, yeah too, bright. too bright too bright like they must have been like that like you've got this darkness all of a sudden it's this bright light like imagine seeing something like that you'd be so startled wouldn't you and... also surely other people saw it but was it or was it just but is it in those one of the, it this is the thing if i'm going to ask somebody like what i want to know in this story is does like heavenly hosts appear in sky are other people seeing this 
or hearing it? Do yeah, they just those. do they just see it and think, oh, that's a bright, that moon's bright tonight, or someone's got that fire going high? Can they or do they hear and see it? Like if is an it, angel appears, is it only those who it's to that hear it and see it? Or these are these are or questions. Is it a bit like, like the muggle world type thing, where you like yeah, like so like similar. They're almost oblivious to what's happening. It's like the night bus, isn't it? Like it's there, but do you see it? If you're not, if you're a muggle, but that's because it's invisible, isn't it? But is it? Because it's not for Harry Potter, and it's not for wizards. Yeah, because he's had to get it on the bus, isn't he? Yeah, but they're wizards. There's my point. Yeah, but yeah, maybe it's anyone who believes. If you have that faith, and you then you'd see it. Yeah, because if you don't. Or whatever he says. <laughs> yeah. Someone could be walking their dog past and didn't see it. So, yeah, who knows? Because, but don't in the Chamber of Secrets, they Ron and Harry get in trouble because he didn't put the car invisibility invisibility cloak or shield on, and Muggle saw it. Well, either way, I mean, that's not the main. <laughs> <of my head. laughs> We're just going. You, you get my yeah, yeah, yeah. That's get the gist. Get the gist. Get the gist. Get the gist of what I'm trying to say. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try and school me on Harry Potter, kid. <laughs> but yeah, that yeah, what powerful. Do I, that is powerful. 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 That's just your answer to everything. But that's powerful. what I want to know. Who can hear it? Can everyone hear it? Is it just the people mm. that it's to? It, these are the things I want to know. Blows your mind, doesn't it? It really does. Because I'm, I'm like you. I like to. I'm a details person. I like to kind of know know everything and I'm like it's like the innkeeper like did he know did he have a clue like was he I want to know like when Jesus was born was Jesus just born you know like any other normal babies are born was there like a bit of like you know did did something happen in the atmosphere did people feel like oh that was a bit different you know also you know like when you get like some like tingles and somebody says oh somebody walked over your grave like did the earth feel that did it did they feel like something happened in the air you know surely like the savior of the world has been born you know i just yeah yeah did the world feel different anyway because the lord was born like Mm. but (laughs) one thing that's beautiful about all of this is is that learning to be okay with just having these questions and not needing Mm. the answers yeah that's something that i have to get i have to learn every day (laughs) i'm like i really want to know don't come on lord Mm. but actually it's really beautiful that we don't know all the answers sometimes because when you know the answers, you you elevate yourself. And, you know, if we had all the answers, we'd be God and we're not God. Yeah. So one day we get to have the privilege of being able to have those questions answered when we meet with God. So for now on this time, it's actually beautiful that we can just have these questions and just say, oh, I wonder about this. And then mm. to bring that wonder with us through life. And yeah. maybe one day something will, you know, maybe God will share that with me on this, like this earth side. Mm. But, you know, I think that's what stood out for me in this episode is that the faith and wonder of of this whole story, mm-hmm. you know, like yeah. we've heard two very different takes on the nativity in a sense, haven't we, with Matthew and now Luke. But both have got this kind of overarching aspect of faith and the wonder and the, the miraculous and the, the impossible made possible through God. Yeah, uh, that, uh, that that's been the kind of standout i think yeah and again you know if we look as we kind of go towards the end of this like section with jesus's birth it talks about how the the shepherds run you know they've run to find mary joseph and the baby lying in the manger once they'd seen him 
you know, they went away and they spread the word concerning all that had been told them. And all who heard were amazed at what the shepherds had said to them. Mm. You know, like they're not just keeping this a secret. They are going to spread the word. They're like, they are the good type of gossipers. They are the ones that are just like, you know, sharing that news. Because who would want to keep that a secret? You just seen the savior of the world. An angel's told you, then you've seen it. You're not going to want to. Ke- I, I mean, I'm terrible at keeping secrets. Like I, I, I can do it, but I really struggle. But I just. <laughs> like that news you just cannot keep that in can you no No, you'd be you'd be still running you you that's a marathon you'd want to run like you'd be running to mary you'd be like rah what the angel said was true you know like look at this this is what and then you'd be running around zipping 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 telling all your friends getting them to tell their friends imagine any new person they just walk past have i told you about and they'd be like yes you told me last week or you told me (laughs) any I wonder if they just carried on the rest of their lives just telling people. Mm. Just talking about Especially like, because imagine like a shepherd, you've thought your whole life that that was it. Yeah. That, that you're you're going to be sitting on that hill looking after your sheep. Like nothing majorly exciting is going to happen. And literally you've gone and met the son of God. You'd be telling everyone. And the, and like the most, you know, poetic thing, again, down, down to God's intricacies and how perfect it all is, is that obviously one of the ways that we understand Jesus is to be the great shepherd because he takes care of us and he looks after us and counts every single one of us. And if one of us goes missing, he'll find the one because not, you know, the 99 matter, but that one is just as important as the 99 and all of us. And so the shepherds, they're chosen for a reason because that's what's God going to be known as. And although they were overlooked in that society, a shepherd holds such great power. A shepherd is caring, is nurturing, never, ever gives up, fiercely defend, you know, defends. And is, and I think they all, everyone always portrays shepherds as like skinny little weaklings. No, shepherds would be strong because they would fight the yeah. wolves. David. They would te- they would tear a wolf's throat to sh- protect their and sheep. David fight a lion, right? Didn't he fight a lion after Goliath? Am I imagining that? I don't know if I remember. Test it, you're testing my Bible knowledge here. <laughs> it's like, quick Google search. Daniel and the lion's den. No. Daniel and the lion's den. I do think the shepherds would be hench, though. Oh, yeah. They, they'd they have to be really, really strong. Yeah, one, one Samuel 17. Oh. I went after it, struck it, and rescued the sheep from its mouth. When it turned on me, I seized it by its hair, struck it, and killed it. Your Sick. servant has killed both the lion and the bear. This uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them. Because he is to defy the armies of the living God. A lion and a bear. King David. That's not even, that's not even messing. See? So they're like, all in a day's work. Well, there you go. That's yeah. what you learn something new every day. You learn something new, yeah. But these shepherds are, you know, there's so much meaning to it. There's there's a reason they're chosen because that's it's an it's a prophetic image for what Jesus is gonna mm. be. He's gonna be that strong protector, comforter. And we've got all stories that we could, you know, share that when Jesus has been that shepherd over our lives and has comforted us yeah. in that moment. And it also makes me think of the little shepherd's crook, that image, but obviously candy canes are linked to that now. And we have candy canes at Christmas mm. and it's the shepherd's crook. But if you turn it the other way, it can be a J. Oh, some of oh, oh, oh. oh. And the blood of the, <laughs> the white, the blood of Jesus and the white. That's what, that's what really? it is. Yeah. They also say that the red and white, the white I is for the purity this. and the resurrection and the blood is for, yeah. My mind's blown. It must have been a Christian that did that. They were like, I'm going to blow people's minds. 
but then it, like that's not publicized enough i don't think no so why is it flavored peppermint then i think that was just that's just because that's a Christmassy flavor i reckon that was just like european and that's what the scent that they just used i love a bit of peppermint yeah, see, I'm not a peppermint fan. I wonder if it was to, like, represent frankincense and myrrh. No, I think we're looking way too deep into that now. <laughs> or that Jesus brought some freshness into the world. <laughs> extra. <laughs> Can you imagine? Wrigley's extra. Wrigley's extra. But there's so, there's so much symbolism in yes. all of this. And people have, if you get a candy cane, like, I think people just think they're just part of, like, commercialised Christmas. But actually there's so much more meaning behind them than that and it's so they're so beautiful and um I love the shepherds in this story and that they continue that but the really famous line I think and Natalie mentioned it in last episode is following this so the shepherds they're going around spreading the news telling everyone that Mary's had a baby she's like I didn't even get to share the news myself (laughs) but she says but Mary treasured up all these things and pondered them in her heart like Mm -hmm just like that's just such a beautiful line isn't it yeah I just imagine her just sitting there just smiling contently like she's all these visits she's not like ew shepherds get away like she she's treasuring that these people want to want to visit their baby and that have come to, to do this and she knows the significance in all of this and she's just stirring all of this in her heart to help her mm. you know because she's going to need to use this to share with Jesus as he grows and she teaches him. Mm. So it's, it's, she's, she's holding on to them. She we can have some good bedtime stories for him. For sure. up. Definitely. Mm. And they're returning, glorifying God for all the things they'd seen. And then on the eighth day, it was time for him to be circumcised. So he had, he's had to go, you know, he goes through all of it, Jesus. Mm. So he's a, he's a proper Jewish boy. He goes through the traditions and it shows that, you know, also the importance of following customs and traditions jesus wasn't just you know your regular man he's he's a man of the time and a, you know and his family f- followed the true things to make him who he was and mm. jesus jewish faith is crucial to him because it's the piece of the old testament it's god in enriched that um makes jesus jesus it's what makes our teaching richer it's what makes us understand god even more without the old testament we don't have the you know we don't get a full picture of the character of god or you know creation or time or the heroes and the people that prophesize to jesus so all of this is so important mary knew all these things and would hold them and then because she knew what what had been said and she knew what was to come Mm -hmm. and she even in the moment when she could have kept jesus to herself she didn't she didn't, she could have just said, no, I want him to be mine for just this moment, you know, yeah. just time. It's but almost like the dedication back to God aspect, isn't it? Like, uh, this is your son to do your bidding. Yeah. Isn't it? And I wonder if that, like, a song almost comes into play there as well, doesn't it? Like, you know, it's for your glory. This means, you know, this is, this is not for me. So, yeah, it's just, it's a great it's, story, it's isn't powerful. it? powerful. So what's been your favourite part of this Gospel of Luke, like chapter this time you've heard it? Because you probably heard it many times. But I've heard it been many some... a times. Although being honest, I think most of, the, most of the time growing up was like and the nativities that I was part of and stuff were predominantly around the Matthew version. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, Luke's a musical um, coming to you, 2023. 
I really like basically the intertwining of the like just confirming of the faith and the promises that God has made from the Old Testament into the new. That for me is so beautiful and so intertwined and so carefully thought out to be like, this is this is a reminder. This has always been said that it was going to happen. This is it. This is the main event type thing. And then, yeah, just Mary's willingness to just believe and have faith. You know, there's so much playing against her that could have gone wrong or, you know, the judgment of other people and things like that, that if that was me, I'd be having so much doubt, self-doubt, but also, you know, I'd be like, no, I don't, I don't want to be condemned by people that love me and know me. Like, you know, you'd be thinking, what are my parents going to think about this? What, what is my best friend's going to think? Like all of these things. Mary's just like, yeah, cool. I'll do it. And yeah, I just think we need to, like you were saying, Beth, be more like Mary sometimes. Mm. I found out the other day that Mary in the translation from the Greek um, or it's like in the Greek and Hebrew, it's linked with Miriam, but it means excited one. And I think how beautiful is that, that um, the the one who carried and expected and laboured Jesus was the excited one. Mm-hmm. And you see that in her song, don't you? Like mm-hmm. there is that excitement like that, knowing, because even if you're excited, you can be nervous. Like, and that's, you know, and she probably was, mm-hmm. but you know, it's like when any labour, like you're excited, but you're also nervous. Like yeah. we, don't, we don't have to just be one emotion. We can hold more than one. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just so beautiful because she is, mm-hmm. you know, and you can understand why in the Catholic faith they revere her so much why she is seen so highly and she's prayed to and revered because she she is an incredible person and that that is true um but it's like I said last episode in that it's important that in this story we recognize they are what they did was incredible and that who they are you know should help us and guide us but the hero in all of this is and always will be God. Like God yeah. gave them that to do that. You know, Joseph and Mary aren't the heroes in the story. God is because mm. God gave them that. Without God, they wouldn't be that in that. Yeah. And for us to, you know, we're highlighting them because they can teach us things and they can show us way. But it's God that gave Mary, you know, that excitement. It's God that created Mary to be in that that way. And just like with us, you know, we aren't the heroes of the story. God through us is uh, is the hero and we have to like celebrate all that god does in people to the teenage girl to the shepherds to Mm. you know the innkeeper god works Mm. amazing in all of that so this christmas have this or this week or recently because we're getting into the carol like we're like right in the depths of christmas right now one thing that you want to share with the listeners that has really captured you this Christmas more than more than any others because we hear we hear the story every year but God reveals stuff to us every year so is there something particularly that is capturing you this year about the amazing miracle that is God coming to earth I think I've already said mine like it's that faith aspect like the the wonder and the the promise that I always think that we we're at an advantage like we know we know the the story like um and I think it's so easy every year to have the nativity of the kids up and it was all pretty and all lovely and like but actually looking in it and and going into that detail 
and being like, there was so much more to this. And God knew every single detail was her reason. And I think it is that kind of wonder aspect of how that was all pieced together and why that was all pieced together in a certain way and why God chose certain people to do things. And I think when you break that out and you really dig deep into that, that has so much connection with our lives now, you know, with everything that's going on, the cost of living and the war and everything else. Like it's so easy to get to feel disconnected, but actually God is in all all of those details. God is in our struggles. God is in our happy times. He's like always there. And we just have to have faith that he is with us. And and that's a big thing to do. So I think we just, for me anyway, I have to remind myself that even though sometimes things seem really rubbish or I can't understand why things aren't going a certain way, God's got a plan. God knows how it's going to end. Nice way to end. Yeah. So our final question to you, Sarah, we got from the profound, from the from the, deep, from the you know, into it to the not so silly, but no, it's, quite silly. A, it's quite a serious it's quite question. A, so obviously we're at we're at the digital table, we're at the Zoom table today. But yeah. our question to you would be is if you could have anyone with you at a Christmas, you got you've got your Christmas dinner, it's laid out, you've got your mum's red cabbage spectacular, as I'm calling it now. Who do you want to be at the table? Can be dead, alive. Who do you want to be sitting at the table to have your Christmas dinner with? And then most importantly, for the after bit, for the nibbles and the board games, who's going to be at your table, Sarah Rose? Ooh. What? You sound like a two, um, like a games host. <laughs> What's you know, the table? <laughs> Look at the table tonight, lads. I don't know. There's too many people. I love Bill Nye. I think he'd be great chat. Yeah, absolutely. I think you'd you'd have all you'd have all the feels. I feel like he could give you like in-depth knowledge about stuff, but also he'd make you laugh. I think I'm saying Bill Nye. Yeah, I think I think I like that answer. Yeah, I like that. Or Stormzy. <laughs> two very polar opposites. I love it. Two polar opposites, but I, again, I feel like with Stormzy, you could have deep chats, mm. but yeah. then you're going to have great bants. So. Potentially perform for you. Like once he's had a few. We could do a duo. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love that. He could write the Luke musical. <gasps> Let me just text him. No, I'm joking. Glasgow. I don't know. Glasgow 2023. <laughs> Luke, the gospel. We'll try and get him as a guest on at the table. Uh... Oh, come on. I reckon you should slide in his DMs. Stormzy, if you listen to At the Table, you're <laughs> come welcome. Come on in, son. Come on down. <laughs> Well done, sunshine. <laughs> uh, thanks, Sarah. We absolutely loved having you at the table. This is this sounds really like official, official yeah. Um, but we have yeah, we think you're brilliant. We think you're that doesn't sound so serious. <laughs> we think you're brilliant. brilliant. Well, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be pause. We just love you, don't we? You we always mug me off. You... Whenever I do, when try and be serious, you always mug me off. It's you're not serious, and that's fine. <laughs> You're not serious, John. <laughs> I'm just not serious, apparently. Um, but no, we're just so thankful that you've taken um, an evening, Sunday after work, to come and be on Zoom with us and to share an hour or so. I think it's more than an hour, isn't it, of, of this Zoom. But we love you, and we we are so thankful that you've shared your wisdom and knowledge with us. I think it's, it's been a really good episode, hasn't it? Yeah, perfect. 
Is there anything you want our listeners to pray for right now? If you are a person who prays and listens, um, is there anything you would like them to pray for you right now? I think just pray for, for my family in general. Just, you know, this year hasn't been the best for my family, um, put it that way. And I think um, we're all just ready for a bit of a bit of bit of wonder of Christmas and a, and a bit of family time. So I think just some prayers over that would be great. Um, and just I hope that everyone has a great, great Christmas. Mm-hmm. Love that. Thank you, Sarah. Yeah, thank you. So thank you for another great episode. And Absolutely. we will be back next next week with the gospel of john not this john next to me the 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 gospel of john with john (laughs) John and we have with us our friends ed and sophie borrett who are training to be salvation army ministers Mm -hmm. so their official titles are cadets ed and sophie borrett but (laughs) on the podcast they are just ed and sophie just going to call them cadets the whole time cadets hello cadets ed and sophie are with us and we're really excited as we talk through the gospel of john for Christmas Eve. How beautiful. How lovely. Amazing. So yeah. see you later, everyone. Have a blessed week. Bye. 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 Bye.